0: saw it the torch song's quite up next you supplies mom and higher and higher burn with burn with burn burn those i said today the actual practice of which in the yeah i mean i'm i'm kind of like cuz i lean in cuz i usually put my chair back you know cuz i'm one of yeah. those cool motherfuckers hell yeah i uh, you know how's like a pin- bitch that's why the bitches love me man i got my mind on my money on my money on my mind <laughs> oh boy <laughs> we're just gonna uh, isolate half of our audience by using the word bitches yeah oh yeah yeah that's inappropriate man that's uh 20 <laughs> we're twenty one, 21 goddammit. god damn it hey you said it not me but, but you, in keeping you, 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 with you, that sexism you, you push me into sexism, it um, we're discussing today a uh, movie that, you know, addresses at times heavy-handedly uh, sexism, but um, in the second half, heavy-handedly. Well, yeah, and in the beginning, well, let's let's. Ju- I guess we'll just jump right into this and we'll start talking about it. So, this was um, initially you had told me about this because I didn't even know about it. Yeah, I just saw a trailer for it on YouTube, like I usually do, and mm-hmm. it looked really good. It looked really polished, and I was like, all right, this, this, and it's got Chloe Grace Moretz, who I love. I think she's fantastic. She's a great actor, um, and I, I, I like her no excellent. matter what she's in. Exactly. Um, oh, and by the way, we're sorry, and you know what, we're remiss. So, welcome to Cinema Slaughter. I'm Lenny. This is my yeah. buddy. Um, what is my name? I don't know. Omar. Oh, there you go. You should. I told you, you. Tattoo it to your I hand. I, I, I got to stop smoking that crack. You really do. You got to cut back at least. I mean, you don't have to stop, but at least mm. cut back. Like, you know, maybe half of what you're doing right now. You know what it is? I sprinkle it on my food. You know, like instead of salt and pepper, I just use method crack. Mm. You know, put it all over my sweet meats and, you know, sweet crunch meats. into it, man. You know, wow. I roll Man. with my sweetmeats. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, that being said, on that um, note, <laughs> we will discuss some other sweetmeats coming right up here. Shadow in the Clouds. Yeah. And um, <sighs> so, written by Max Landis and tweaked by the director. I believe her name is Roseanne Leang And um, I got to tell you, I had no expectations going into this movie whatsoever because I really didn't know much about it. And sometimes I like doing that because you become surprised or, you know, if you go into it with expectations or. um, You got that in the back of your head the whole time. Yeah. You you know, it colors your experience. So Mm -hmm. I had really no idea. And I didn't really know Max Landis was involved in this. um, And so max landis himself has been going through some crazy uh allegations sexual misconduct and all kinds of all kinds of you know issues and which is a shame really because i love um you know john landis himself he's uh, an icon he's he's crazy and funny and just a, a solid director and Max Landis himself was up and coming and whenever I'd watch trailers from hell I always loved his reviews he's a, a wacky kind of guy and he's always so animated and interesting um which was why I was so disappointed when I found out about him because he was abusive and cruel and there were all kinds of other issues going on with him which I don't know how what the truth is of them but it's it's just you know it's it's a poor reflection on who he is as a person. If, if they're true. Um, yeah, the guy's, you know, an interesting writer. He's written some, you know, like even just, you know, funny and off the wall kind of stuff, even just um, American ultra, which was a, a fun movie. If not, you know, perfect or a great film, it's still fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into this movie, I, I didn't know about it until after the fact, but the, you know we were talking about it and we were watching the first maybe the first third of the film was so damn good or i would say the first half of the film half definitely for me it was half yeah so we go into this movie where um you know this this woman has a, a package almost a mcguffin you think um, the way that they were using it um, to divert attention from what was going on. She gets on a plane. Uh, she's in Auckland, New Zealand during World War II. She jumps on this plane, um, and she's, you know, uh, a, a secret mission. You think, and it's world, you know, World War II, so that the the crew is leery of her. But immediately she is told get into the uh the turret so anyone who has seen these world war ii bombers these flying fortresses Mm -hmm. they um they had multiple points they had a tail gunner they had an under gunner was like a globe basically and you would go into this gun and then they had one on the on the top on the roof gunner the top gun and then they had um gunning or gunnery stations you know on on both sides of the of the the fortress itself and it was also a a, uh, a bomber and so they have the hatch work for for dropping bombs etc so this this plate this plane is is a fortress literally yeah yeah um, i think a super fortress right something like yeah. that yeah so she mm-hmm. gets on this plane and she's told look we don't have any more open seats so get in the hatch and get into the bottom gun so she does and She puts the headset on, and immediately we hear the crew's commentary about a woman being on the plane. Um, So, which typical 1940s, yeah, typical 1940s point of view of women. Yeah, uh, so the sexism is on fire in this movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. The whole crew is constantly belittling her. Um, She's not just a game, but she's actually. Um, an officer, a flight officer, and she should be commanding the respect of these these uh, the crew members but she's not. They're they're mocking her, they're belittling her uh, tons of sexist comments um, and she takes it with you know, not just a grain of salt but she you know, gives as good as she's getting and she kind of puts them in their places. And uh, but then you realize that that sexism And hatred, its it goes beyond. It's misogynistic. It really is. Um, Yeah. There's one crew member or two crew members that lay off of it, but they're all looking at her like a piece of meat. Their their commentary was, you know, uh, pretty crass. And it sets the tone for the rest of the movie because they dis... um, Well, they dis her, but they also disbelieve anything she has to say. So they're flying... And obviously, you know, they're in New Zealand, so they're in the South Pacific. And she immediately tells them, hey, there's a I saw a Japanese plane and they're like, you know, bullshit. You know, this is, you know, they, they, they don't take anything she says um, seriously, seriously. And it's it's insulting. And they did a good job of, of the beginning of this movie um, because she's isolated in this, um, you know, this gunny seat. She's and as a whole thing, I mean, it must have gone on. For, it went on for several minutes where it's just her. The camera doesn't even go anywhere. It's just yeah. on her. It was you about know, 15 for, minutes. You know, it, it, yeah. It lasted a good long time. It was just dialogue. It was just dialogue. Um, and they were just hammering, you know, hammering a sexism, you know, all, the, uh, all this distrust going on. Right. Um, And they're like, you know, what's in the bag? And she's like, those are secret documents. I'm on a, I'm on a secret mission. If you, anyone knows the major so-and-so, you know, the major will that, you know, goes into that, that package and, and opens it up. Um, So she's on a mission, literally, you know, she's, um, but the mission is secret. She's got the documents to back up her claims and and so the story starts to progress, but I love the tension and atmosphere in right at the beginning of this movie. And he was, it even before she gets on the plane, there was a, an odd moment where, you know, they have the, um, the men on the, on the ground, on the runway, I forget what they're called, but they're directing traffic. They have those, you know, flashlights, you know, a cone lights. And then there's a, a fog bank that rolls in. And then suddenly, the just disappears. The he guy. just disappears. Right. Right. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. you know, this is going to be a, a creepy, you know, really cool film. And I love period pieces. World war two always lends itself to interesting um, stories. So I'm like, Oh, the, maybe there's going to be an element of the supernatural in this. And the, the, uh, the movie even before that, and I apologize for speaking out of order, but the beginning of the movie is like a world war two cartoon. That mm, talks about gremlins, right. gremlins. and about, um, you know, the airmen need to be on their guard. They need to be vigilant. And they have to um, not be lazy or or sloppy. You know, they, they should be, um, you know, be wary of, of gremlins or, you know, uh, you know, the trouble can come from anywhere. So you have to make sure that you are on point. So I'm like, all right, well, this is cool. And then she's on the plane and dealing with this. And right away, you can tell there's something sinister happening. And then after she sees this Japanese plane, and then it disappears into the cloud bank, um, she um, sees a shadow underneath the wing of the plane. And immediately you realize, oh, okay, there's gremlins. There's gremlins in this. And so they are... You know the supernatural element is there. There's, there's also a creature feature in this um, in this movie, and the tension starts to build. So now there's multiple enemies. It, there's there's the animosity of her own um, men in this plane. Crew, mm-hmm. who, yeah, the crew have locked her into this, and for some reason these gremlins have um, taken to sabotaging the uh, the hatch. So now she's stuck inside this um, this. I forget what it's called, but this gun, the gunnery seat right. and she can't get out. And then she stuck the um, so the tension starts to build. And the first half of this movie was really well done. And I felt like this is this is almost the best I've seen in the last year. And I was so hopeful for this movie. Exactly. It started out so I mean, everything about the movie was so polished. It was so. Um. just well put together. Absolutely. And the writing was fantastic. Um, it just, it, it was very, it was just really polished. I mean, uh, it looked like it had a serious budget. I mean, also the understanding, whoever wrote it had, uh, uh, did a lot of research, you know, um as a, as a struggling screenwriter i i know that it requires i guess a writer of any kind whenever you go into something like this it requires a ton of research on what you know wh- wh- what you're doing with the scenario is, if you know and so whoever did it really understood the ins and outs of how this these planes worked Right. um and and, and because she was very knowledgeable on 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 the plane and um, even for example, to get into and get out of that that hatch, that uh, you know, the gunnery hatch, you have to tilt it forward so it open, kind of you know, gets the aligns the door properly so that you can open it and you know, and and get back into the the you know. And so basically, instead of the gun facing forward, the forward. window facing forward, you are now facing underneath, yes. looking down. Yes. Whatever is below you. So it's right it's scary. I mean, it takes it's brass terrifying. balls to right. be in that position. And so you realize that this character has brass balls, and you think, like, you yes. know, and obviously not literally, I don't mean this in a sexist terminology, but she's got guts, more guts right. than any three of the men on this ship. Yep. Um, and even to the fact that one of the guys w- tries to push, you know, force and she actually stops him and knocks him back on his ass and i was like all right good for you like don't let right. this guy bully you and i and i liked you know how she was very forceful and on this mission and nothing was going to stop her from com- from completing it exactly so like you said she's in this hatch and then she's trying to realign herself and put the hatch back in, back on top so now she's facing down and she's trying to get the hatch up. And that's when she realizes I i can't get out. The hatch is compromised and I'm locked into this. Because she tries to twist some kind of handle or something. And I think there's two of them and they both break off. Yeah. And so it seems like, you know, like the whole idea of that with the gremlins and everything, maybe, you know, maybe it had something to do with that, whatever the case may be. But, and, and this thing, this, fortress this flying fortress it's all mechanical it's all you know this metal and you know that nothing's nothing's wired it's all gears and levers and you know all this metallic things shifting and moving around and you know maybe a little rusty this is 1940s you know and it's all industrial (laughs) And, and 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 you know, whoever wrote it really had an understanding. They did a lot of research on how these things worked. Yeah. Um, and and then as things progress, we get to the point. One, of the, just, other, like, one
1: yeah. of the other
0: airmen sees the Gremlin. Yes. And then they're like, you're only seeing this because she told you about it. And she's right. like, "What are you talking about? You shut my microphone off. You guys locked me out of comms. I couldn't say anything." And then they start blaming her for putting it in the guy's mind, but they see something. There's a giant rat on the ship. They call it. There's a you know massive rodent or whatever it is. But then she sees mm-hmm. it because it jumps on the glass and it tries to attack her. One of the um, on the on the bubble itself, um one of the glass panes is cracked and it's sending its tail into yes. inside and it and it's like trying to attack her with the tail. And right. so she's freaking the you know she's freaking out. So bad. Yeah, and and so as the you know the story progresses there was so much tension in this scene. I, I was texting you about that. It was so well executed i was on the edge of my seat i was like raising my hands i was like oh my god because it just went balls to the wall insane yes it was so well done that scene like it was just i was like holy crap they 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 just did a fantastic job because she's hanging upside down because we find out what's in the what's in the package and it's something of extreme importance, you know, to anyone, you know. But not the war effort as we thought. And then you find right. out that she, you know, isn't who she yes. says she is. Exactly. And the mission is not what she says she is. And I don't, you know, we, we don't have a problem with spoilers, but I'm not going right. to, we won't give this one away. Right. But this is something very, very valuable. And she goes and she's hanging upside down on the plane. Right? The scene is crafted so well. Like I was really like anxious as I was watching it. You so know? let me stop you. So what's happening at this point that Omar's not. Yeah, saying, sorry. I, I kind of jumped. All right. <laughs> yeah. This um this gremlin breaks um a part of the plane and also is able to take this package with whatever important yes things are in it. And I guarantee you, it's not a MacGuffin. It's, there's something in this package and it's not, you know, secret plans that you initially thought or whatever. Um, And you, and she sees this box or this, this leather parcel dangling, you know, from the plane, it's traveling 175 miles, 200 miles an hour, whatever it is. And it's dangling now on like this hook or piece of metal from the plane itself that, and, you know, the gremlin is taunting her because it realizes that it's of value to her. So she, you know, op- finally breaks the portal open and is able to to get out. And now is, you know, like monkeying herself under the bottom of the plane. And what I do like in terms of from the direction of this, they actually flip the camera. Yes. So now Chloe Grace Moritz, even though she's dangling from the plane, she's actually... You know, right you side up. As being called, so exactly. you see her as being right side but she's hold on for dear life, and she's like, you know, you don't know what I'm capable of, or I I will do whatever it takes, you know. And so she has this fortitude and crawls on the bottom of this plane to get this package back. Yep. Tons and of the tension. Scene- and almost to the point where I disbelieved. I was like, there's no fucking way you're going to hold on to the bottom of this plane, the undercarriage of this plane, and pull yourself along to get this package. But you realize like, failure is not an option. That she... Yeah. This package holds something of such great value, she cannot let this package go. For I mean, yeah. she would die first before this package goes. And like i i felt the same way but i still got dragged into the scene well I, I did too you know like it was so well done it was one of the most tense scenes of any movie i'd ever seen honestly like uh, me too i and was you know like what? I, I swear i was like this i was like i was like oh my god when so you see well tom done. cruise in um, what do you call those movies um yeah, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible films. Remember the first one where the thing, the helicopter blows up and throws them onto the right, thing right, crawling along the train at 150 miles an hour. That's I was like, all right, if I can suspend disbelief, because let's face it, that scene was yeah. bullshit too. But I was like, all right, I have to suspend disbelief for this. I mean, you can right. picture like for knowing what's inside that package, you would brave. The underside, the undercarriage of a plane to drag yes. yourself to get to that, get to this package to secure it. Right. So and I was like, all right, this was really yeah, yeah, tons exactly. of tension and I was all in on it. Yeah, I got taken in. I was like, all right, this is excellent. But then, but then. The it Japanese was come a- back. Yes, then the Japanese come back. Okay. The, come yeah. back. Not just one plane that they shot down earlier. Three of three them. Three planes returned, And now they're in the process of shooting at them, and they're passing by, and they're firing at the, at the, uh, the undercarriage of the plane. They're firing at the and, plane and itself. she's still hanging, and she's, she's still hanging. She's still hanging in there. She gets this parcel off of this, uh, and now it's around her, and she's crawling her way back to the, the, the gunnery seat. And the, and the Japanese shoot the the plane and blow off the, the gunnery, you know, the bubble at the, on the bottom of this uh, super fortress, blow it off the plane. And now she could either, you know, continue to crawl and crawl her way through that opening in the bottom of the plane. And that's she's, what she's trying to do. So she makes it back and she, you know, gets this package, puts it into the plane, and she crawls up and then falls through the opening of where this gunnery seat was and, and is hanging by, you know, a piece of cloth. And and at that moment, the cloth gives way and she plummets from the plane itself. And then go ahead and tell us what happens. (sighs) And then as she's falling, The Japanese Zero, which is on fire, explodes right under her, pushes her back into the plane. I don't know what the fuck kind of physics they were using, but that was the breaking point for me where I was like, all right, okay, (laughs) you were doing so well. You were doing so well. Come on now. Come on. And then... It all fell apart. It, it really thought. did. It fell apart. And it was, <sighs> I was all in on it too. I thought it was, I, I was texting back and forth you you and you were like, oh my God, you know, that's it. You know, I can only suspend disbelief for so long. So let's face it. A plane is traveling 150, 200 miles an hour in this direction and you fall out of the plane. Are you able to fall directly out and have an explosion blow you back into a a hatch that's three by three. If you fall out of a plane that's traveling, that plane's going to continue to go. Uh, You're going to fall down and get blown up. You're not gonna get I blown was... back through a hatch. Even, I, don't care, I mean, if she fell out and it exploded immediately and blew her back in before she had time to clear the plane, that would have been better. But she flew out and was probably about 20 feet below the plane still and then was blown back through this hole in the bottom it was it was so annoying to see because you know it just there's nothing other than this gremlin there's nothing supernatural going on in this movie exactly and and they lead you to believe that there was because like I said the the air traffic controller you know disappears with the fog and he's gone there's a gremlin in here You know, there's oddball things happening, but that's the only thing odd about what's taking place on the ship. But then, so here's the thing. So I said, all right, fine. I forgave them. Okay. I forgave them for that. I said, everything was going so well in this movie. The tension was so good. The writing was so good. Yeah. The dialogue, the animosity, pushing her to be, you know, to, to kind of, reveal right. her secret i mean all of these things were so good and so i forgave them i said all right so then i keep going on and on but it just it just lost it i was like it, it didn't it couldn't bounce but like how she bounced back into the plane the movie, the movie couldn't, couldn't bounce, back. bounce back the movie needed another explosion to kind of bounce it back into reality it I think what happened, it seems, I don't know if that's when the second writer maybe took over or something, but you have to try to match. I'm guessing that this is what happened, but it seems like you couldn't match the detail, the level of work involved with the first half of the movie, because it just didn't like just, really just fell apart, I, I, where I was just like, what am I watching? Everything up until that point was so perfect with this movie. Right. I All agree right? with you. And this movie does suffer from a bunch of rewrites. Um, and we were meeting yeah. up on it after the fact. We watched it, and then I was like, you know what? What the hell happened? And, um, you know, it's it was released to little to no fanfare. And it came, uh, I guess it was released in 20, you know, September of 2020. I didn't hear much about it, which is surprising, especially for Chloe Grace Barretts, because she's such a great, solid actor. Whenever I've seen her in, I thoroughly enjoy. I think she's excellent. And that's when you were like, hey, this movie's got her in this. I'm like, oh, shit, let's, all right, I want to see this. So there are other other things at play here, like her character, is great at no matter what she does. She shoots down the Japanese plane. Uh, she's, you know, she's fighting hand-to-hand with the fucking gremlin. She's going to the other side of the plane. People, the, the crewmen are getting shot and killed. Um, she jumps on the tail gun and shoots down another plane. She was really all over. And then she g- jumps in, and when the captain gets shot, and which finally the captain apologizes to her for the way he acted. and right. You know, it's almost like, oh, all right, well, too little, too late, because you've just been shot and killed. So now you need to absolve yourself. But all right. I gave him. All right. You know, you know, no atheist and foxholes type of thing. Right. Which I, I disagree with as an atheist. I disagree with that. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and I was just in a foxhole recently, by in a hospital for 10 days, not knowing if I had cancer or not. And I was sick as sick as a dog. This, you know, I'm not saying that it's a badge of honor, but you know, there was an atheist in a foxhole. So (laughs) anyway, you know, just being a dick. Um, But anyway, so the captain apologizes. Everything is right with some of some of the scenes in this movie. Um, And then she has to take him out of the seat because they realize that, you know, the co-pilot can't control the plane. So she has the idea of you know, we're going to go into a barrel roll and turn the plane upside down because if the nose is down and we're taking a nosedive, if we turn the plane upside down, then we're not going up, then we're not going down anymore. We're going up. Exactly. I guess maybe the flaps were, you know, down. At this point, I mean, I don't know. I I think at this point now with the second half is that the physics didn't even matter anymore, you know? So here's where the physics thing pissed me off because if you fall Uh out of a plane or drop something from a plane, it's going to go down and then immediately the wind's going to carry it because there's a stream of air moving uh, things and you're traveling in a linear direction. Right. It's going to fall at an an angle. It's It's going to fall fall down at an angle. Right. Mm -hmm. They uh, are fighting this creature in the plane. And one of the guys gets attacked by the, backwards and, and his arm flails and knocks open the Bombay doors and there's just a tiny little walkway, like a runway right, to nothingness. And, you know, the, the, the man is, is thrown out of the plane. And then she uh, is fighting this uh, gremlin. And she takes the gremlin was, and is able to throw it from the plane. And she's waiting for it to, you know, it's plummeting. And then suddenly it spreads its arms and it's got wings. And it's almost like a man, like a giant bat. I mean, it is. It's got the face of a bat. I mean, it was straight it up a, so it was a bat bat. bat. Which yeah. is what yeah. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so now you realize it's got wings and it shows off the wings and now it's flying. So she's taking, you know, like ammo crates or what these boxes right. or whatever. Right. She's Trying to throw, throw it down. down. Yeah. And throwing them yeah. down. But you realize that, the, you know, it's, it's directly below you. But when you throw something out of a plane, it's being carried behind you. right, so right. So it's going right. to get carried. So you can't hit something that's directly below you. Like a plane that blows up. Hello, I'm just saying I'm just saying exactly. Hello. So, okay, we suspend disbelief. It's a fantasy movie, right? It's an action fantasy movie. So we're we're going. Um, they they turn the plane right side up now, and then they you know they're able to clear these mountains, and they get over that, and they crash land the plane onto you know this this long sandy beach, and. They're able to clear the plane. They grab this package that, you know, carries this. It's a parcel that carries, you know, the utmost importance. The whole purpose for her getting on this plane was to, you know, to have this package. Um, and then so they all escape. When the plane blows up just in the nick of time, they're out onto the beach. And they get attacked by the gremlin. Um, Which I anticipated right away, man. I course. knew that was Right away. Yeah, you get attacked okay. by the gremlin. There's, there's three or four men on the beach. One of the men is actually holding the package um, because, you know, and, and Chloe Grace Moritz starts to attack this gremlin. And the gremlin's attacking it back, and she gets into this fist fight with the gremlin and beats it up and then kills it with its own claw. But none of the other men on the beach. They're just standing there. They're standing there watching her fight this creature by herself. And the creature starts fighting back and they're still standing there looking at her and looking and at she's I mean, I mean and these and these guys are, you know, uh, two of them were, you know, I mean, they were like roughed up or something, but they were in, in just as healthy as they as she was, you know, Yeah, and I'm like, why, I mean, she, why and she also she she broke her finger really badly earlier oh on. God. It was such she, I couldn't even look at the screen. I, I couldn't. Like, Holy oh, shit! Like, oh, yeah, had so she she had to take and and wrap her finger around yeah. her other finger to, and she had to because break it, it so back bad. in place. Yeah. That's how bad it yeah. was. It was completely right. bent to the side. Yeah. Like her hand was straight, but her hand, but her finger was like this. Exactly. It was really horrific. It was like a right angle it. almost. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I was like, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's so, been scratched up in this. And these guys are just sitting there watching as she's fighting this. Demon, I love I I love women empowered movies. I have no problem. Very much. I enjoy movies where the woman a woman does not have to take a back seat. And one of the things that I've loved about Lord of the Rings, even especially the novels, is you know the the that leader of the Nazgul, the Mm -hmm. Witch King of Angmar, yes, cannot be killed by any man. And Eowyn has the helmet on and takes the helmet off and she says, I am no man. One of the best scenes in, in any of the movies. If it wasn't for Eowyn, the Witch King of Angmar would have would have decimated the army. He would have Ellen? killed Daodin. He would have A-F. killed Merry. And who else who knows right. who else he would have he would have destroyed, right? So, Ellen Ripley, Ripley, the all right. so, aliens, is my favorite uh, sci-fi movie. All right. right. The Wonder second. Woman. I mean, right. y- you know, you can name, you can insert any strong female lead here, even to the remake of, of Night of the Living Dead. You know, Barbara in the remake of Night of the Living Dead, you know, would w- channeled Ellen Ripley. And she, yep. even though in the beginning she was she was stunned and in shock, she snaps out of it and becomes a survivor, and is actually the t- one of the toughest characters. I love the remake of ninety 19- of yes. the of the Night of the Living Dead. It's one right. of my favorite remakes um, because so much depth to the character. So I'm not I'm not a sexist. I I admire uh, when they do it right, but it just right. seemed so like forced down your throat and so heavy hand It really was ham fisted at the end of this movie. It's like you were, she was such a strong character throughout the whole movie, but then you went and made her a cartoon character uh, um, rather than, you know, like she became like um, any other corny ass action star where you could have made it realistic and, and you could have also- done something really good with it. I mean, the creature goes and grabs the package. Like, are you serious? I mean, it, you know, that that the, the gremlin comes back to, to to take the package as if, you know, I, I mean, just seemed so. I mean, come on, this is an animal. It's, it's in the wildlife. It was, if it was going to, you know, you know what? It just it was so, oh man. It just what it, happened. It, I don't know. And that's so. All right. So we're gonna we beat a dead horse. We talked about it. Uh, we reviewed this movie. I really enjoyed the movie overall. Uh there were some things that we I it was tough to get past, but I did my best to get past many of them. I enjoyed the hell out of the atmosphere in this movie. The, the first half of the film was really decent. The acting is great. And to see this movie, um, I watch it on my computer this time. Normally I watch it on my on my TV, but I had my headphones on. The soundtrack of the movie. like we mentioned was it starts off so great like i love synth soundtracks and this has a great one um but it's anachronistic so it kind of pulled me out of 1943 because it sounded like it was 1983 (laughs) and and, you know what i mean so it had a great synth soundtrack but it throws you off because you know it's 1943 there shouldn't be a synth soundtrack here yeah. So anyway, so uh, the soundtrack was good, but I think it was, um, you know, maybe it would have been better off at the end during the, the credits rolling than it would have been in the beginning of the movie. Um, and as well as, you know, the, the tension is is really great, but there's other things going on here um, that uh, I think in the urge to make um, a movie about equality, you you're you're missing the point, you know, you're missing the point right. about, you know, I, and listen, there are women that are, that are strong that will kick my ass. I'm not saying that, but to just have one person attacking, um, you know, to one have one person attacking it. And it's only Chloe Grace Moritz. When there are three other soldiers standing around where two of them at least could have jumped in on the fight. It just doesn't seem right. It just doesn't. Well, seem I mean, it, that's, that's due to poor writing because you can when you write yes. something like that you need to set up the proper scenario so that she's alone with the creature and there's no one there to help her where you just don't have you know a couple of guys just standing there watching her fight you know right. and you I don't have think to that in, she might right. not have needed the help but my point is that she wouldn't have gone in alone right right soldiers aren't going to let one of their own fight a creature like that by themselves. They're gonna jump in. Uh, Not and not just everyone staring at her and because she's a superhero. You know that that, she's not. So anyway, so that's my big gripe. Um I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Um Uh, three turrets out of five turrets. That's that's my um, take. Yeah I'm gonna give it um I'm gonna give it two and a half because I'm gonna give it the first half basically out of five stars Two and a half stars because because of the first half. I think it was mm-hmm. around yeah the halfway point where it just fell fell apart because yeah. that the tension up in the air when she's hanging upside down that scene alone was worth the price of admission. Mm-hmm. It was just so well crafted, but yeah. then it was just such a letdown for the second yeah. half, and I was just angry. It made mm-hmm. me angry that you had such excellent work. In the first half, and then you just yeah. you just let it go, man. You let it go. I hear you.
1: I, I really enjoy not
0: just it. Yeah. not just the acting on her part, but the voice acting right. because everything yes. in the first half takes place in the headset, right? And the voice acting back and forth, the the bickering between themselves, right? The, you know the the dialogue was, um, you know, was cringy. You know, you hear these yes. things, and you're like, oh my god, like who the fuck says that? And then right. you're. You know, you realize, well, it's nineteen forty-three, Danes you know, were you know, like painted on the side of the plane. They're not flying. Yeah. Yeah. And so and even though there were actually there were you know air for women in the air force. Um and so and they flew during missions during World War Two. So maybe I don't know if they if they flew combat missions per se, but they did fly. So I really liked, you know, um, some of these, some of this movie. So I'm going to give it a three out of five because it has these other elements in it. But um, yeah, what a letdown. It it could have been Uh, so much better than, than what it ended up being. I mean, honestly, it could have been, it could have been a a classic. It could have been a classic. Like really. It certainly started off that way. I was like, this is going to be my new favorite movie. Oh shit, it's not. Yeah. 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 I know. You sent me the text and I was like, and at that point, I had already seen where it starts to falter. And I was like, oh, Len, you're in for a big <laughs> surprise. <puppet." laughs> because I was there too. I was like, all right. And then at just that crack, that that it happened at just one point. Boom. I was no. like, all right, that's it. It's gone. It's yeah, gone. It, just, it shit the bed. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let us know what you think. We're going to post up on Instagram. We have we're going to have this video on our YouTube channel. Let us know what you think of this movie. Check it out. Um you know, it's uh you know, I, I hate being disappointed, but there's so many movies lately that do that. Um yeah. and it's been like a desert of things um in the last 2 months where I'm like, where's the really juicy great movies? I I haven't really been able to see them. There were so many decent movies that I that we caught last year. And we really thoroughly enjoyed i'm waiting for them to pop and uh so i'm gonna keep digging so if you guys find something please message us on instagram let us know peace all right guys thanks for joining cinema slaughter and we will talk to you soon thanks omar all right <laughs>